See, we don't like to keep good news to ourselves, don't we? But when I talk about celebrate telling others and we talk about the gospel, what does gospel mean? Good news. Yet we struggle to tell other people. But when we get good news, you know, if you get a birth of a baby, I think I've told you this before, when Katie was born, I I, I rang my mum and dad first and I was on strict instructions, we had a list. But I couldn't get to, like, number three because the first few I told had already rung them. They couldn't wait to tell people the good news. And we've got the gospel, which is good news, and we should want to share it. But it is difficult sometimes, and I want to talk about that a little bit tonight. But uh, before I do, let's read this famous passage, uh, Jesus' last words, as recorded in Matthew, a favourite passage of mine. And I've said before, really, the mission statement of any church, you can redress it, we can reword it, but generally, this is what it is. Matthew 28, 19 to 20, the Great Commission which we need a great commitment to, and then we'll have a great church. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. And this is is a great mission statement. It's a great commission. And we don't want to be a great omission. It's a commission that the church has got. Why the great commission? Because good news is for sharing. We can celebrate the fact that we've got good news. Um, you know, and we're not alone in this. You know, the gospel goes out to all corners of the earth, even where they don't take pictures like Mozambique, which is good. Uh, now, the fact is, the fact, it's a fact that God, it's God's will for his church to grow. Do you know that you believe that? Right? I mean, it's gone, we know it's true, because if you think about it, you can, only, you can do the maths, you know, you had 12, didn't he? And now we've got about a third of the world, 2.1 billion people are Christians. His intention is for the gospel to be shared, the good news to be shared, and it's his will for the church to grow. When Peter confessed Christ, said, well, who do you think I am? You are the Christ. And he said, right, and you are Peter. And on this rock, on this confession, the rock is his confession. On that confession that I am the Christ, I will build my church. We can't build it. We can get involved in it, but the Lord builds his church. So who grows the church? It's God. God grows his church. But the amazing thing is, who does God use? Us. Three people. Us. I know you all know it, but you didn't want to say it. Um, But it's us, his church. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and he talks about, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit will come on all the believers, and he said, and then you will be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses. Next week we're talking about belief, baptism, and belonging. We baptise people under there. That's why we've got squeaky floorboards. Um, and, and we pray for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But why? Because they're to be his witnesses. Not just to have this faith, uh, it's not up there anymore, where, you know, our strap line, to know Jesus and make him known. And we can be very good at the first half of that. We need to be good at the second half to make him known. Somebody told you about Jesus Christ, didn't they? Someone must have told you, unless you heard the audible voice of God. It's God converts your heart, and, and I accept that, but somebody, God chose somebody to tell you, like the person in Brighton, who got the good news and is now a Christian. Fantastic. If Ian Moore was here, what would he say? Hallelujah. (laughs) But he's not. He's having a party all by himself. (laughs) The word go, the word go appears 1,514 times in the Bible. Did you know that? You didn't, because I only looked it up this afternoon. 233 times in the New Testament, 54 times in Matthew's Gospel. Go to the lost sheep. Go and tell. Go and invite. Go and make disciples. So it's great that we come in here and get fed and spiritually nourished and everything else. And we can invite people in as well and they'll hear the message. They'll hear the good news. 
but also he tells us to go. Jesus is clear, his church will grow. And he uses us for that. He wants to use you. Isn't that a privilege? He wants to use you. So let's take his word seriously in the Great Commission. It's part of a master plan that he's got. And he wraps us up in it. So let's take a look at uh, what I want to say. I've got to use this now, slide two. I've got a point up there. Look at that, there it is. That's amazing. Uh, Together, we're part of a big picture. You know, we're not isolated. We've heard testimony from Brighton and Mozambique and, um, and all over the world. You'll be my witnesses all over the world. All over the world. Colossians 1 uh, verse 6. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it. So someone told you, and so therefore it grows. And now you're to tell others and understood God's grace in all its truth. So as I said before, it's roughly 2.1 billion people on this earth are Christians. The gospel is growing. And we might be in fear about other faiths. There are far more Christian churches in this country than mosques. Uh, But sometimes they seem to have the loudest voice. And that's not their fault. They're doing their job. That's our fault. We should have the loudest voice. We've got the truth. Uh, We've got Jesus Christ. We've got the name above all names. And you're part of the big picture in Jesus' mission. So we can celebrate telling others. Together we grow. That's the second point. Colossians 2 uh, verse 19. The whole body... You, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. So if we're, if we're taking a Great Commission seriously, we will grow. If we don't take it seriously, we won't. The church will, worldwide, but we won't here. And it needs, he says, the support of the whole body. Who's the whole body? The church. It's you. It's you. I can't do it all. Gary can't do it all. Uh, and we don't do it all. You're loads of you. I'm not trying to be... Uh, you know, self-serving in this. But we're roughly, Nick, how many members? 208, I think. About that? Round it up. 210 members. Like an evangelist, fiddled numbers, cooking the books. Um, roughly, I thought, I worked out about 300 across all the congregations. We've got four people signed up for Alpha so far. So there's loads of people you can invite. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not disregarding those four people, but 300 people, surely we can get more than that on an alpha course. You need to think about the people you mix with and the conversations that you're having. I'm going to come on to that later on because it's very easy for me to say I've always got a way in. As soon as I get a haircut, you've got a day off, no. Um, you work and stay, yep. Yeah. Where do you work? Uh, just Perry Street. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> What's that? A Baptist minister? Oh, right, okay. But anyway, I've got, I do. I, I say, and I've got a way in, so it's easy for you. It's harder for you. It's harder for you. But if you do get your haircut on a Monday and ask what you did the weekend... You've got your way in as well. So together we grow, but it it takes you as well. And don't be surprised at the opportunities God will give you if you ask for them. They just happen. I remember running an alpha call, actually, with Sarah at at, um, Stock, and we were were wondering about a venue. I don't know why it's got back to haircuts. I didn't have this in my notes. Um, And uh, we're planning it, and we had, uh, I can't remember, about 10 people on this course. And I was getting my haircut down the high street. And um, I was talking to the person who turned out to be the manageress, and um, I was just saying about this course. She said, that sounds really interesting. And uh, she said, oh, I think I'll come on in. I think my boyfriend would like to come on in as well. I said, brilliant. I said, we're just sorting out a venue. And she said, why don't you hold it here? We've got comfortable chairs. And I, didn't, I wasn't even thinking of it. And we ended up running the whole alpha course in the hairdressers. And the chairs were comfy. And, and she said, we'll, we'll bring all the food. Because I said, well, we've got our food. She says, we'll bring all the food. It was brilliant. They had sausage rolls every week. And for any of you that know me, that's, that's a, that, they, they will be in heaven. So it's amazing what God can do if you pray for it. 
So together we grow. Together we have a purpose. Um, you know, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit and you'll be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses. 1 Timothy 2 verse 3, God wants all, all people, all people to be saved. Do you know that? He wants everybody to be saved. I'm not a um, uh, universalist. I don't believe everybody will be in heaven. But I think everyone will get a chance. Um, and hopefully more people than we thought. But we know it's in God's will that all would be saved. And we're called up in that. And he wants them to come to a knowledge of the truth. That's what it says. God wants all to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. That gives us a purpose to live for. The Holy Spirit, we're filled and we're to tell others about God. God's purpose for his church is to cause it to grow both numerically and spiritually. It's part of his plan globally. Not just Sunday attendance, but about being the people of God. Of course, that's part of it. But making disciples. Notice he doesn't say converts, does he? He says disciples, followers. Disciple means one who learns, one who's being taught. We're all on our journey. I haven't got all the answers, um, but I can point to somebody who has. By making disciples and incorporating them into God's family. And again, we'll be talking about that next week. Belief. If you don't believe, we've got an Alpha course for you. Baptism. If you believe, get baptised. Um, that's the only requirement that you, you believe. Baptism is for sinners, not for perfectionists. Um, and, and then uh, be part of the family. You know, believe, be baptised and belong. Join the membership. We, you know, join the family of God here so that we can discern together the mind of Christ. Why wouldn't, if you're baptised, I, I struggle why anyone wouldn't want to do that, personally. But that's a different argument. That's for next week. So, together we uh, grow, together we have a purpose, together we have a mission. So, the, the Matthew 28 at the end is uh, clear, the Great Commission. It's our standing orders. It's our mission statement. He wants people to come, become disciples. He wants them to be baptised. And he wants them to grow. And he asks us to get involved, which is a great privilege. And as I say, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the vision is clarified. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And throughout the book of Acts, we see the outworking of that vision because... It was called the book of Acts, not the book of somebody else can tell them, or the book of it's not really for me. It was the book of Acts because they acted. Powerful preaching, persuasive debating, passionate living. People saw their lives and want to be part of that group. Acts chapter 9 verse 31, then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Don't we all want that? Yes? It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Amazing. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. It growth on all fronts, spiritual, numerical, quality and quantity. David Beer was a Baptist minister who I, who I met on a number of occasions. He was, um, he was somewhere in Kent. Um, we don't need to mention that too much, but he moved to Essex, which is much better. And he ended up in Frinton. I, think, I don't know if it's Tunbridge in Kent. Anyone know? Well, it was. Okay. And so, he, like a prodigal son, he came back to Essex. And um, he went to minister at Frinton Free Church. And he was a big believer in the purpose-driven church, Rick Warren. You know, 20,000 people saddled back. The Lord grew the church. Fantastic. And he wrote a book. Um, he wrote a number of books. And um, I remember speaking to him at the EBA Minister's Conference. I sat next to him. I was caught between two spiritual giants. One was called Jerry Brown. The other one was called David Beer. But Jerry Brown hasn't written a book yet, so I tended to talk to David Beer. That was good. Um, And David Beer said this in one of his books. Healthy churches take the task of making disciples to heart. 
The Great Commission found that the end of Matthew's Gospel is important to them. They plan a strategy of outreach into the community. They are concerned and pray hard when no one comes to faith in Christ because they care deeply about those who are lost. They are not content to be the 99. Disciple-making is exciting, thrilling, inspiring, challenging and transforming for those involved. So many lost people trying to find a way in this life, a truth to move forward. They question life and its meaning and its purpose. You know, so many people struggling through life. And Jesus answers and points to himself and says, well, I am the way and the truth and the life. And what comes after that? No one comes to the Father except through me. That is controversial. But it's true. It's true. You know, we've got to, I don't know how long we can say it, we'll probably carry on saying it, but the other faiths are not going to work. They're distractions. They're false. Jesus is the name above all names. And nobody gets to the Father except through him. And we stand at the edge of a precipice, holding people back from falling. I just spoke to somebody who used to work at State Street Global Markets, literally rang me 10 minutes before the service with some news. And um, I had a quick chat with him. I said, I've got to go. I've got a service. He goes, you're joking. And he knows what I left for. So it shouldn't have been a totally surprise. And um, I said, no. He said, oh, so you're going to just keep all them people from falling into hell. I said, oh, you're nearly right. He said, what do you mean? I said, they don't fall, they jump. They choose. They choose. So what do we do? We've got to be intentional every day. I dare you to pray for an opportunity. I mean, it's amazing how God will use you. This is not a, it's not a boring God of doctrine only. He's not just a, a good thought process. He's living in you. When a disciple says, where are the kingdom of God? He says, it's within you. Because they have the Holy Spirit within them. So when you pray for opportunities, they will come. And you've got to be ready. Uh, we've, got to be, we've got to have a health check. And so how bothered are we? Are we content with how we are? A missionary called John Vassar, he knocked on the door of a person's home and he asked the lady if she knew Christ. She said, it's none of your business. It's sort of answer we might get. And she slammed the door in his face. He, he stood on the doorstep and wept. She was looking out of a window and saw him weeping. The next Sunday she was at church. She said it was the tears. You know, we've got to care about people. When did we last weep? For the lost. When did I last weep for the lost? We've got the Great Commission. It's our statement. I mean, take, take your, get your Bibles out at home. Please read it. Right at the end of Matthew's Gospel. Read it and let it soak into you. And ask yourself, did Jesus really mean that? And if he did, I'm one of his disciples. Have I got to get on with it? Ponder over it this week. Think about Alpha, our services. Think about who you can invite. Think about who you can just be a Christian to. Pray. Pray for the opportunities. But together, we have to commit. That's the final one, I think, isn't it, at the end. Together, we have to commit to take this seriously. Jesus was born in a borrowed manger. He preached from a borrowed boat. He entered Jerusalem on a borrowed donkey. He ate the Last Supper in a borrowed upper room. And he was buried in a borrowed tomb. And now he asked to borrow your life, the lives of Christians, to reach the rest of the world. He's left it to us. There's no plan B. This is it. Then it's working. Let's not get downhearted. There's a third of the world not bad going from 12. But if we don't speak where we are now, then he appears dumb and silent because we're his body and we're not speaking. So we need to celebrate the opportunity that we can tell others. Christina Kane in Stop Acting Like a Christian, 
just be one, said this. When we seek out that which is lost, we are loving our neighbour as we love ourselves and valuing God values them. If we as the church keep this as our core focus and mission, we will never become an empty church building or a tourist attraction. We will be occupied and fulfilled with doing what the church was placed on this earth to do, taking what is inside the church out into a broken world. That our doors will never close, the lost would be drawn to us because of our open arms and our loving, safe environment. So what to do? Jesus said, and he says it to you tonight, now go. Now go. And be excited. Celebrate that you have an opportunity to tell others. Not all of you will be very comfortable with that. Not all of you are going to be street evangelists or preachers or whatever it is. But you've all got a testimony. You can all be witnesses. So I've got some things here. These are taken straight out of the Alpha course. Uh, first of all, and they actually, Nicky Gumbel's better than me. I, what I put, I put... Uh, invitation. He had something else because he, he had alliteration. There's all P's, but I thought it made no sense, so I've changed it. Uh, presence. Presence, first of all. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Jesus has described those things, but we're his body now, and he describes you as those. So you can go out and just be a Christian. If you don't feel comfortable about talking it too much, just be it. Act it out. Be the best person that somebody could possibly meet. You don't have to preach at them. You might want to mention church or your faith. At some point, they're going to ask what you did the weekend. You've got to be bold. But if they do ask, then you go to the second P, persuasion. 2 Corinthians 5.11 says, Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade people. That's what Paul did. That's what Alpha does. It's a good way of just talking to people and and giving them the truth of the Christian faith. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. We went on holiday uh, recently and um, with a non-Christian family, someone we know quite well, and we prayed about... We were a bit nervous because... Um, you know, they're nice people, but they weren't Christians, and they knew uh, that we were, and what I'd do. So we prayed for opportunities, and thought, how's this going to be? How are we going to bring up Christ? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And the days went on, it got to the Thursday, we come home on the Saturday, I'm thinking, what's going to happen? How am I going to start the conversation? And we sat down at the table, and they were all there, and all of a sudden they just, so Ian, come on then, tell us what it's all about. We've been intrigued, we've been waiting to ask all week. (laughs) Yeah, I've got to tell you, I was really tired, and I thought, oh, I could have done without this tonight but anyway we we sat there i can't remember for probably best part of an hour and just shared shared our story and gave them the gospel and they said we've never heard that before uh don't really believe it but we find it really interesting we're glad that you've got that faith and uh, the next day the guy said you know i wish i had your faith and i said you can have it you know there's a verse in the bible you know lord i believe help me in my unbelief sometimes we all pray that prayer don't we but anyway, we're still praying for them. Um, you might not have all the answers. Then you've got the invitation. So I've, I've missed the P. I can't remember what it is. Invitation. John 1.39. Come and you will see. Everybody can invite. You might be, what do you do Sunday? I went, oh, you know, I went to the church. And, oh, did you go to church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you do that? You know, I find it really helps me. My faith is something I really stand on. Really, I've never known much about it. Well, you know what? We've got this Alpha course. And it's exactly for that. If you want, I'll take you. I'll bring you with me. I'll take you. You even get sausage rolls. <laughs> you can invite somebody. It can be the most natural thing in the world. Just pray for the opportunity. Invite them to church. And, and somebody else will tell them if you're not comfortable. Most importantly is the final one, which is another P, which I didn't want to change, prayer. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 1, My heart's desire and prayer to God is they may be saved. 
pray and pray and pray and then hand them over to God. God's the one who can change their heart, not you. We want our church to grow, don't we? I mean, it's the Lord's church, but he's picked us to be here. It's no accident we're here tonight. We want our church to grow, so be ready. Be ready to persuade. Be ready to be a presence. Be ready to invite. And I'll challenge you to invite people to the church or to Alpha. You know, just think when I said about the membership and I've rounded up the numbers or congregation, whatever it is, not just for numbers sake, but for kingdom growth. Just imagine if you were praying for two or three people all through this year and just one of them came to Christ. Um, And if we all did that, the church has doubled and then times that by two years and then we're in trouble. You know, then we'd have a great problem. Just be amazing. And you know, that promise where he says, right at the end of Matthew's gospel, uh, and I'll end with this, he'll be with you to the very end of the age. It's in the context of evangelism, isn't it? Now go, make disciples of all nations, baptise them, teach them to obey everything I've commanded, you, and surely I'll be with you to the very end of the age. That's the context. That's our mission. We're filled with the Holy Spirit so we can be his witnesses and live for him. Whether it's just our presence, being, just being a Christian, you know, you're not the one swearing or going to the dodgy clubs or joining in the, the bad banter, I like banter, but not the bad stuff. Um, maybe it's just a present. Maybe it's just being known as a Christian. Maybe it's that you can invite somebody. Maybe you say, Jill, you know, I've never known about it. Well, look, why don't you come along with me? I'll sit with you at church. Or come to the Alpha and I'll commit to come every Thursday evening. You know, it, could be, it could be as simple as that. But it'll be natural if you pray for it. It really will. And God, Jesus himself, promises uh, that he's going to be with you to the very end of the age. What a privilege. That's why we can celebrate telling others. So we can celebrate, can't we? So I'll pray for us and uh, we can celebrate. Great. Good. Father, thank you for your word. And Lord, your great commission. We want to be, be a church that has a great commitment to that great commission. Uh, Lord, we know we're disciples ourselves that we come here to be fed and nourished with your word spiritually and then also to be sent out, scattered, to make a difference in your world. Help us to be that salt and light that you talk about. Help us to be ready to give an answer for the hope that we have. Help us be ready to invite. Help us to take the alpha leaflets, just have them in our pocket, ready for the opportunity, which will come because we prayed for it. Help us to help others. Help us, as Spurgeon said, to be one beggar leading another beggar to bread. We haven't got all the answers. We're not self-righteous. We're only righteous through you. We pray we can draw others to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.